Welcome back to Womenology. And here in New York, it's gloomy, but I realize that the universe does not revolve around New York City. Sarah, how are you? I mean, it kind of does, but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm fine. <laughs> How's your week been? Uh, it's been obscenely busy. I yeah. hate that. I'm not a person yeah. that's like that loves being busy so that I can talk about how busy I am. I don't mm-hmm. like that. Why has it been busy? Over. What's been busy about it? Um, it's just been the kind of week that um, like work never ends when you think mm-hmm. it's going to end. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I started dog walking this week. Yeah. Okay. Let's first talk about how awesome it is to walk dogs. Let's just talk about that because it is amazing. It is like for somebody with depression, let me tell you something, being around these doggos for five, six hours a day is awesome. And I love it. And I started working with the agency. I started training on Monday and um, first I whacked my head on a tree branch because the person I was training with clearly like just not paying attention. I'm like trailing behind him. I bang right into a tree branch. I have a, I have a cut across the top of my forehead. Oh man. And then I kept asking them questions like, you know, um, am I being paid for this? And how much am I being paid for this? And they weren't, they just weren't answering any of my questions. They were getting back to me late. They weren't, the first time I went to meet them, they said, okay, you're going to meeting, meeting with so-and-so, the woman. Mm-hmm. And I'm, so I'm standing at the location and I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. And I send a text saying, hey, just so that you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm in a purple top. Oh, you know, so-and-so couldn't make it. You're meeting so-and-so, a guy. What? And I'm like, okay. Well, what time? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you know, we'll text him and tell him that you're there and he'll come get you. Now, oh, keep in mind, he Chris. was in there and I had been in and outside of the venue multiple times. Uh-huh. So he clearly wasn't paying attention. So it was a lot of that. It was, can we confirm you for a second interview? Can you come in tomorrow? Uh, once you confirm, we'll send you the address. Great. I respond immediately. I confirm no response with the address. So I leave the next morning and I go all the way across to West, the West side, like I did before. And it's, you know, 20, 25 minutes before I'm supposed to meet. And I realize I'm like, Oh shit, they never replied with the address. I just assumed it was going to be the same place. Yeah. So I reply, it turns out it wasn't the same place. It was still in the West side, but it wasn't the same place. And okay. thankfully, because I'm never late for anything, I had time to walk down to where it was and I still was early. So I walked around the block but that kind of disorganization makes me very uncomfortable. Mm, yeah. And so <laughs> I created a profile on WAG. Okay. And, you know, I don't know why I, have, why I didn't do this before. Because it's almost like you create, you, you know, you have to get a background check. You create a profile. You have to have references. And you put up this profile. And it's almost like Tinder. Because you set your settings uh, where, you know, the walks that you want to take, like the proximity from wherever you are, uh-huh. and you'll get a, a text that'll say, a walker wants, needs a wag walker, uh, at their, and they're like half a mile away from you. And you go in to the app and you click request, and you wait and see if you've been accepted. Okay. So I get like seven, I'd say between six, six and eight walks a day. That's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And we're talking like it's all 
pretty much in my neighborhood. Yeah. You know, within a mile and a half, two miles, like that's my range. Yeah, I wouldn't think you'd have to go too far. No, and you know, I'm I'm a I'm a morning person. I'm up usually around five, five thirty. So I can take the six and seven o'clock walks. And so I'll get like three walks in by nine o'clock and then come home and do work and then go out at noon and do, you know, noon to two, I'll probably do two or three walks. Okay. And then I might do one at night. Mm -hmm. So, um, I wanted something where the taxes get taken out, but I mean, six of one, half a dozen of the other. I like the flexibility. I like that I can, um, I, you know, the other issue I have is, I got hit by a car in college and it damaged the band on the bottom of my foot. So I'm very susceptible to plantar fasciitis, which is if you run, you know what it is. It's little tears on that band mm-hmm. and your foot, like it, it, it becomes immobile and you have to like be constantly massaging it and you have to put ice on it. And it's, it's very painful. Yeah. So I can walk for probably a two and a half hours at a stretch and then I have to ice my foot. Okay. And that was the other thing that I was like, you know, this is probably far better because I, I and I need to be able to take a break, ice my foot, you know, do whatever so that I can get back out and, and walk more. So it works. But there's a, there's a little issue I have. Oh. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> everything everything's great. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sure it's not the dogs. <laughs> it ain't the dogs. Well, there was an issue today, and I'll get to that. Um, people who don't tip. Yeah. They're everywhere. They walk among us. They walk among us. And look, it, you know, the the going rate for a 30-minute walk for a dog is roughly, get it, roughly, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> is around between 10 and $15. Okay. So they're probably paying let's say 12 to $15 to wag and wag obviously takes a cut uh-huh. and then we get the remainder. Now, some of these people are paying $8 and 50 cents to the Walker $9 and 50 cents. And the most frustrating part is they're home. <laughs> like they could be doing this themselves. Yeah. They're home and they're paying nine fifty or eight fifty, And I don't think people understand that anytime someone does a, does a service for you, especially if it's something you could do yourself, you tip them. If they move your couch, you tip them. If they serve you a meal, you tip them. If yeah. they walk your dog, you tip them. I think people know that they're supposed to tip, but I, I think where the confusion comes in is with the how much um yeah that's still not a justification it just <laughs> no, it's should, not it's no, it's not be tipping. they should um, still be tipping yeah so like when i order food or something through like postmates or doordash or any of those mm-hmm. um i can't remember which one of them has the option to tip as low as like 10 or 15 percent like, mm-hmm. why would you make that an option? <laughs> That's yeah, not an option, but tip. Right. And I was reading a, a Twitter thread about this recently, and somebody said, they were talking about how, look, the standard of tipping now when you get a meal is 20%. Yes. It's no longer 15%. It's 20%. Yeah. 
It hasn't and, been 15% in my lifetime. I'm, yeah, in a long, I don't, in a I don't long care. time. I mean, it's been forever. And somebody in this thread had the fucking balls to say, well, you know, you need to understand that not everybody can afford 20%. Here's a thought. You can't afford Stay the out. fuck home. Stay home and <laughs> right. eat canned soup. Do whatever you got to do. But Exactly. You know, even if it's bad service, and let's be clear. Let's let's be really clear about what quote unquote bad service is. These are yeah. people who are on their feet for six, seven, eight, nine hours a day dealing with assholes like you. Yeah. And I mean, so, someone basically has to like physically hurt me to not get a 20%. Yeah, you have to like dump a steam like dump hot water on me. And it like and on purpose. And <laughs> on, on purpose. Like I don't care if your attitude, I like, I just don't care. This is a job and you're paying to have it done for you. You want to, you want to have it done for you with, with a fucking smile and a tap dance, then you can pay 30% tip. Right. They're doing yeah, something I, for you. I really appreciate restaurants that now build it in to the cost. Of oh the yeah. Meal. Yeah. Um, I just, I just think that's clearly the way to go. And I definitely understand feeling nickel and dimed for everything like i it's expensive to to live as a person i get mm-hmm. that yeah. <laughs> and yeah. i'm sympathetic to the fact that like short of short of public libraries there's really nowhere you can go without an expectation of spending some money right and i get that but if you can't afford to tip you can't afford the thing you're buying right Right, because that that tip is part of the price. You know what I mean? Like, good for you that you can afford the $12 for the salad, but if you can't afford the $15 for the salad plus a tip, you can't afford that salad. No. So, anywho, what I will say is the two people that did only pay $8.50, they went onto the app and they gave me five-star ratings. Now, Look, maybe they, they might not be giving me money, but they are giving me something that I can use to make money. Sure. So, uh, you know what? It, I'll, like, I'll, I have a little leeway for them because they did give me something. Well, and you don't have to accept their business anymore, right? Now, you right, know I them. just won't. I just won't take. I just won't yeah. work with them again. You've got their number. Right. So, um, today, I took a job with two dogs and it was right in my neighborhood and it was an hour walk. And so that those are, those pay really well, but I kind of recognized the dog. I was like, Oh, that dog looks kind of familiar. So I click request, I get the job. And only after you get it, get accepted for the job, do you get the notes about the dog, which I'm already going to write a letter to wag and say, you need to change that. Yeah. The (laughs) notes Everybody who's walked them have says that one of these dogs is very aggressive towards other dogs. Okay. And so the owner in her notes says, you know, you have to be vigilant with the dogs and da, 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 da. Okay. Sure. Now. Vigilant about what? (laughs) Right. Well, you know, the reason why I recognize the dog is because the dog was aggressive towards my dog. Yeah. That's why, because we live in the same neighborhood. So we all know each other. So I get to the house and I get the dogs and I get them outside. Now, keeping the notes in mind, I have these leashes. Like I am, I am watching for anything. Like anytime I see a dog, whoop, 
cross the street. I didn't want these. And she had the nerve to say in the notes, maybe you want to take him to the dog park. No, no, I don't. Not no. if your dog is aggressive towards other dogs. <laughs> like yeah. you want to take him, you can do that. I'm not, I'm not taking somebody else's dog to the dog park on right. the, you know, with the chance that he might be aggressive towards another dog. Yeah. So this one is swing by a daycare or two. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So the smaller dog poops like multiple times and I'm constantly picking up the poop and the dog that's aggressive, I have that leash wrapped like up to the, like up my forearm so that that dog cannot get anywhere while I, especially while I'm down because you, ha- you can't have eyes. You don't have eyes in the back of your head. Right. So sure enough, I'm picking it up, I pick up the bag and I have the poop in the bag and out of the corner of my eye, I see a dog coming around the corner and the dog that I had lunged. And if, th- if that dog had not been so tightly wrapped around my arm, that dog isn't just aggressive. That dog would have gotten into a fight with another dog. Yeah. And as a dog owner, that bothers me that this person is just like, Hey, any rando who wants to take my extremely aggressive dog for a walk. Yeah. And stupid me, I signed up for two walks with these dogs. So I have to take them out again on Sunday and I'm, I'm not going to cancel it because that's just shitty. But I wrote in my notes, cause you have to write notes after each walk. And I said, this dog needs behavioral training. And well, that's, that was going to be my question is like, why isn't this lady doing anything about her dog. Right. Because I don't really care if she gets sued. I care very much if your dog gets put down. Yeah. Because if that dog gets too aggressive with another dog. Yeah. Forget it. Which it sounds like it's highly possible. Highly possible. And, and I said, these two dogs should not be walked together. They should be walked separately. Yeah. Because you have to be so vigilant with this dog that, because for the most part, the dog was fine. But if it sees other dogs, like if I don't have it, if I can't see behind me and see what's coming, I'm not going to know. Well, and say like saying, oh, the dog is fine unless it sees other dogs. It's like, yeah, it's like saying like, oh, he's good when he's asleep. Right. (laughs) He's going to see other dogs. Right. So, yeah, that bothers me. And it really I had another dog this morning, clearly very anxious would not leave the perimeter of the building. And the mother just didn't seem at all concerned about it. And I, you know, as any, like any parent, when you see your child with issues, you, you try to help the child. And I just get the feeling that especially in the Upper East Side, a lot of these dogs are just ornamental, which is sad because there are a few dogs that, you know, when, after I'm putting them, like I'm taking them home and I, get them back in in their house and I'm leaving and they are just jumping up on top of me and clinging to me and, and whimpering. And you can just tell that these dogs are lonely. They want somebody to play with and it breaks yeah. my heart. It breaks my heart. So, but I love it. I love doing it. Uh, I love the experience. Um, I wish people tipped more. <laughs> yeah. And, and I wish people wouldn't just, I just don't like, having my work, my effort, my time exploited. I don't like that. That's fair. (laughs) You know, and I think this gets done to women far far more than it could. Nobody would have the balls to do some of this stuff to men. They just wouldn't. They just wouldn't. 
you know, I had a, um, as a, a way to build my client base, I offered a couple of free introductory, introductory workshops, like 45 minutes, uh, for women. And, you know, the spots filled up, I closed sales and I scheduled a second one, but this time this was going to be the full, you know, 90 minutes, only three women will be allowed and it's $29. Okay. And boy, oh boy, did I get, you know, irate women saying, you know, is this a scam where you do, you just, you closed out all the sales and da-da. and what are your credentials? And it's the, the, what are your credentials one? I was so irate that I emailed her back and she said, uh, she, and she said this publicly. She said, I'm just wondering, what are your credentials? M- mind you, I list them in the posting and I have a link to my website. Uh-huh. And, and she's like, I'm only asking because uh, I, I'm also a therapist that works in trauma and loss. And I'm like, oh, motherfucker, you're going to try and use my group to drum up business for yourself? So I wrote I mean, her an email. Yeah, that I was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I wrote her an email and basically said, so motherfucker, you're going to try and drum business up for yourself. I said, why don't you pay for a group the way I did? I said, I removed your comment. Here's why. And I'm doing, I said, and I'm doing you a courtesy by telling you. One, I gave you my credentials in the post. If you didn't have the, you didn't have the courtesy to read it. I said, but that leads me to point two, which is you wrote that comment so that you could advertise yourself. And in her photo for her profile, she's pointing to her t-shirt that says Columbia on it because Mm. get it? She went to Columbia. And so she needs to know everyone's credentials. You know what? Fuck you. Don't undermine me. And how dare you try to undermine and exploit another woman? I see this all the time. All the fucking and time. I frequently see um, listicles <laughs> of like screen caps of outrageous exchanges. Um, usually, as you say, between women where one woman is offering a service in exchange for money <laughs> and another woman is outraged right. beyond belief that this person is not giving away their, their labor and their time for free. Right. And it's always it's always something of value. It's always like, what do you mean you won't spend twelve hours baking me a wedding cake for no money? Right. What do you mean you won't teach my kid French for no money? Right. Like, it's always Yeah. I like I think people need to understand that I didn't like my certification, I didn't get on the back of the cover of a matchbook. I spent a few thousand dollars and almost a year of my time. To, to learn and be certified and to immerse myself in, in this subject. Yeah. And I'm still learning, but that means that I want to be paid for my work. And I can't tell you how many times as a blogger, I was always offered free stuff always. And I never took it. I never felt right about it because one, then you, then you're almost obligated to give them a good review. Well, I think you are. Right. Which I just won't <laughs> do. Yeah. yeah. Like I had someone say, oh, you know, I read that you had a problem with like a pinched, pinched neck. Oh, why don't you have a, you have a pinched nerve. I'm an acupuncturist. Why don't you come in and I'll give yeah. you a free service. And I'm like, I'm happy to come in, but I'm going to pay for it because and one tip. and tip because one, you get what you pay for. And two, if you work, you should be paid. Yeah. Period. So yeah, that just irritates me. And I think it gets done to women far more than it gets done to men. Nobody would dare. Yeah. Well, I think men in creative fields do get a little bit of this. A little Um, bit. A little bit. Yeah. But then people also back down a lot sooner too. 
You know what I mean? Like it doesn't usually turn into a full blown argument. Yep. Yeah. And then if I, and I really consider, I'm like, do I, maybe I should I say this to her publicly? I'm like, no, see, I can't do that. And we should be allowed to do that. Like I, I can't tell you how many times, you know, customers will say, oh, do you know, can I, can I attend this for free? Do you, do you understand that this is a business, that this is a livelihood, that I earn a living? This is how I pay my bills. And I have people who are constantly, you know, they're getting codes and they're, you know, these events are $15, but they'll use a $10 code because, oh, I, I only, and they do it all the time and they don't want to pay a full price and I'll take them off my list. And, and finally, I will say to them, you know, listen, th- this is, y- you've attended every event for like $5. You need to start paying for these events. Yeah. And do you think, you know, they don't take the hint. I remove them from my list. They don't take the hint. And they just keep so did they then leave you alone and go nope. like scam nope. someone else? Oh no, they just continue to try to do it. I'm constantly. It's just, I. You know what, man? You need to understand that, that not only is this a business, but we work with other businesses. So if you're not, you don't want to pay us. You're not going to want to pay the venues that we use. And oftentimes we have to agree. Okay, you'll do X amount at the bar, and if you don't do X amount at the bar, we have to cover that. Right. You know, it's just if you want to go out, if you want to have a life. You, you're going to have to pay for it. It's true. That's it. We're not here to give you a free social life <laughs> or free advice well, or whatever. You know what? Yeah. Let's stop making this about me. Well, <laughs> I have, I, I do have one, one adjacent thing that I think only happens to women that I find so exhausting. What? <laughs> uh, I so hate when I meet someone new and they ask me about my job and I tell them about my job and they say something to the effect of, oh, I, I bet it feels good to make a difference in people's lives. Well, what's wrong with that? Like, <laughs> I, um, I hate it because I don't, I, I don't know, I guess because I don't think of my job that way, right? Like I'm, I'm pretty data driven. <laughs> Uh I look at, you know, am I being effective? Like, what are the numbers? Uh, It's, it's great if I can connect with someone on a human level. But like, really, I don't, I don't think I need to do that to be effective at my job. Right. And I feel when people say that to me, usually men. uh, It's, it's just, it just feels belittling to me. Maybe I can see that. I can see that it is condescending. Yeah, it's maybe that's not their intent, but that's how it feels to me. And I, you know what, I can, now that I'm thinking that now I can see that because that what they're, it's almost like what they're saying is, well, you're not really doing anything all that important, so at least you're helping people. Yeah, they're like, oh, isn't your job adorable? Is it? Aren't you cute? Bitch, do my job for a week, (laughs) and then tell me how fucking cute it is. (laughs) Yeah, right. Nailed it. You nailed it, Sarah. All right. Well, now that we get that out, whew, let's shake this one out. And now we're going to get on to a story that is really awful. And it's one that you sent to me today. And you sent it. It's from the Washington Post. But I couldn't. Yeah, it's everywhere, though. It's everywhere. Uh, do you have it up in front of you? I do. Okay. Why don't you read a, a snippet of it so, and, so that people mm-hmm. understand what's the title? <laughs> So the headline is, she caught her fiancé sexually assaulting a bridesmaid. They got married anyway. 
Okay. Then there's there's a photo of them in matching flannel shirts in front of a stream. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, this this guy's name is Daniel Daniel Carney. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna name and shame him. Yes, we are. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Carney. Um, you know the story. That's that's really all there is to the story. It's like the rehearsal dinner or something like that, and um, this guy just pulled a bridesmaid aside in the hotel and assaulted her. Right. She was drunk. Yeah. Um, and and visibly drunk clearly drunk oh yeah and under the the guise of walking her back to her room because he's a well no the the fiance had asked him to do it fiance had asked him to walk her back to the parking lot like where the hell is she doing in the parking lot what are you talking about but he Um, did it on the behest of the fiance well what i'm saying is that he is i don't know who asked him to do it but just that he's walking her back to her room um but as you said, we saw different versions of this because he didn't read it in the post. But um, but anyway, someone <laughs> someone prompted him to walk the bridesmaid uh, somewhere, and he ended up basically just leading her into um, the men's locker room. Um, so he leads her into the showers, uh, and then bites her, which is weird, especially especially charming and uh and assaults her so at that point the bride walks in and they get married anyway (laughs) yeah and and Um, the bridesmaid recounts that she says that she remembers coming to and hearing this argument between the bride the fiance and the and the groom-to-be yeah and now here's the thing the, the story should have ended at he sexually assaulted the bridesmaid. But no, they had to take it a step further and shame the bride. Well, she married him anyway. Yeah. Okay, but that's not really the story. And there's a lot more to that than uh, there's a lot more to that. Right. Because what is she going to do? What if he says it's not what you think? And, you know, and she wants to believe him. There's, it, there's a lot of nuance there. That is not there with, he raped a drunk woman, right? So let's end at, he raped a drunk woman and not drag the, the bride into it. Yeah. That's how, that's how I felt because, you know, there is a lot more to that because if you're somebody who has just spent God knows how much money and had all these people come in or just have been telling everybody, whatever it is. There's so much pressure in a situation like that of like, what do I do? That's true. But there's also the other side to that, which is she thinks the bridesmaid seduced him. Right? Like well, that's, that's always what a he is saying, oh. right? He um he is claiming that she took advantage of him. <sighs> that she followed him into the locker room. Um, that he happened to be going into the shower, he followed him. This is this is the story that comes out afterward, right? So this is what he's telling guests and police, um, and which is according to the story. It says Carney allegedly told guests the woman followed him into the locker room where he was going to take a shower. He later told a state trooper he uh, was drunk and felt she had taken advantage of him. Oh, is he really? Mm. So that's so that's 
what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's there's footage, though. Um, footage showed the victim and the accused walking down the hallway with the victim extremely unsteady on her feet and swaying, says a state trooper. Mm-hmm. And just before the doorway, the accused is observed turning around and pulling the victim into the locker room. Yeah. So. Yeah. So there goes his story. And P.S., uh, cameras are everywhere, you fucking dolt. So I don't, I don't understand people too. Like you, you can't lie. What are you doing? You're going to get caught. There are cameras everywhere nowadays. You know, like one thing I know going into all of these homes, there's going to be a camera there. And I am so careful. I never leave. I don't, I never go more than like a foot or two, you know, out in, into the apartment. I never leave the foyer. You know, everything is left where I found it. That's it. There are cameras everywhere. Well, that's true. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't like. I, I want to go on on what's here and just say like, well, this is the full story. But I, it's hard for me not to wonder whether he's done this before. Yeah, and no. gotten away with it. You know what I mean? Because as you point out, there are cameras everywhere. This is uh, pretty close to his wedding day, right? With a woman very close to his fiance and he must have just i mean i understand alcohol is involved but i mean come on you're still you when you're drunk right i mean i don't yeah and like unless you. you've been roofied and yeah. are completely unconscious right you're still you yeah so and- you're still capable of making decisions and i i just wonder if he thought I'll just I'll just tell my fiance that she took advantage of me and she'll believe me because she wants this wedding more than she wants to believe yeah uh you know that I would do this or whatever. Right. And that's probably exactly what he did. Or you know, they're already in a pattern of him gaslighting her, which is also possible. Right. Like there's so much involved with it's not as simple as Oh yeah, I walked in. I walked in, and he was raping my bridesmaids. But I married, decided to marry him anyway. It's not that simple. It's not that black and white. There's so much more to that story, and it just irritates me that the story should have ended with the guy he raped a, a woman who was unconscious. That's it. That's your story. The bride well, has nothing to do with it. I think it's relevant though that she marries him anyway. I I think that is part of the story. And they don't they don't name her, although I mean they name them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, wherever they live, I'm sure people know, right? Right. Um I think I don't know. I think that is part of the story because I I I, I agree that it is, but (laughs) yes, it's part I, I just I don't know. Let's put it this way. It shouldn't have been the fucking headline. The headline should have been, he raped a bridesmaid. Right. That should have been the headline. Why do you have to drag the the bride into it when this guy has probably, like you said, been gaslighting this woman and God knows what else he's been doing behind her, you know, behind closed doors to her because it's, there, there ha- there's more to that. There's more to that relationship. I think. I think so too. I mean, yeah, there's always more to the story, right? Of that's course. like our that's our thing. refrain. Right. <laughs> Tagline. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just 
I don't know. I'm I'm interested in the nature of split second decision making here also. Well, when was how soon what was the time frame that he that she he was caught in the wedding? Are we talking like there was a day between it? Are we talking yeah. about the next morning he called the bride bridesmaid to apologize, which okay. But claimed he didn't know what they had done the night before. So not sure what you're calling her to apologize for, but um, uh-huh. he asked her to take the Plan B pill. That's correct. He texted. Uh, he texted her to pressure her to take the Plan B pill. Um, and writes, "I want to apologize for everything. Can we please just be as happy as possible for the bride today?" Which that's weird too. Are you not getting married today? <laughs> okay. Mistakes are behind us, and I just need total closure before I do this, which is why I'm sending this. I'm as happy as ever to marry the bride, and I know this is terrible as well, but my dick was out in the shower. We never did do it, but would you consider taking plan B just to make certain this is the case? So wait, There's yeah. almost no chance, but still, please tell me yes, I'm begging you. That's the text message. So, Jesus fucking Christ. Pretty loaded. (laughs) So, he's trying to play it off like he doesn't know what happened? Uh Uh-huh. Well, and he, and, like, there's a chance that she's gonna be able to be convinced that they didn't have sex. Uh, yeah, that, and he's trying to make it sound like... Take plan B. (laughs) Well, it was, he's trying to make it sound like it was mutual, like, oh, we were drunk and we just made a mistake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But and and this is the scary thing is that a lot of men, he probably does look at that if they did have sex and if they did, he's probably looking at that thinking, oh, we were just drunk, and it just happened. Probably, yeah. What men do not understand, what women—I don't want to say what what I think a lot of women don't understand too—is once somebody has like is unable to consent. Any sex after that is rape. Yeah. It's it's assault. Period. Full stop. Yeah. Do not pass go. And I mean, I, th- I think just just to be on the safe side, let's say if if someone can't walk on their own, right, right, keep your pants on. Yeah, and and here's the thing because here's the story that he probably told told the the bride. Mm-hmm. We were drunk. I was walking her. I, I don't know. I, like I don't know what bullshit story. That like why they went into the the locker room. Like was she was he holding her up? He was holding her up, right? That's what it seems like. Yeah, it's, it says that she's swaying. He's walking her down the hallway. It doesn't say he's like fully supporting her. It says she's struggling to stay upright and yeah. Swaying. He's. I guarantee you, he probably thinks of it as oh, we were just drunk and we had sex. And that was a mistake. Can we not tell her? He doesn't understand that what he did was rape. Do you know what the I mean? The biting is weird, though. I'm I'm stuck on the biting. That's like a... I think they were fooling around. I think they were, like, fucking around. I don't know if he was... Like, he said, I was in the shower. We, what, what, I'm trying to figure out the, the logistics of this. Was she standing up in the shower? Like, what, where was she? We don't know. We don't, we don't have the information. Yeah, this just feels like she was drunk and he assaulted her. And in his mind, it was it was mutual and consensual, even though they were both, even though she was hammered. 
Yeah. Well, I don't, I'm not even willing to give him the benefit of the doubt and say he thinks it's mutual. I, I feel like the text message is a little too calculated mm-hmm. yeah, for him not to know that he assaulted a woman, you know, and the biting is, is like, it's just fucking wait. That's just whatever. It's, a, it's, a, it's really aggressive. Yeah. We like, don't- unless, unless you're into that, you know what I mean? Like, unless you have communicated with your partner, like, we bite each other now. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not okay to bite people, I don't think. Yeah, this is, the, we're never going to be able to, like, we we're, we don't, what it comes down to is this guy had sex with a woman who couldn't consent, and that's rape. And scene. That is the story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the bride, like, it, we're talking, when you're in a situation like that, and everybody's there, and you've spent all this money, and you, it, it's just, what do you do? What like that? It's it's a nightmare. What do you do? Especially if he says, yeah. "Look, we were both drunk, and it just happened." If she's not, if that's how she's hearing it, because well, I'm sure I, that's how she wants to hear it too, right? right but I I'm mean, sure that's also the only story she heard. Yeah, probably. I'm sure she didn't hear the bridesmaid side of it until after the fact, until after the wedding, whether she wanted to yeah. hear it or not. It's also, I mean, I imagine pretty humiliating to call off a wedding for any reason, much yeah. less this reason. Right, exactly. It's just, it's not like, okay, it's not like you see in the movies. Yeah. Where someone just gets <laughs> stood up at the altar. Like, there's a lot, there's a heavy shit going on there. Okay. Final thoughts? Well, um, these two, mazel tov. Mazel tov. <laughs> two crazy kids. Good luck. <laughs> All right, speaking of Mazel Tov and matrimony, let's talk about manimony. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I saw that and I was like, are, do we have to do, we do, have to do that? So <laughs> now this is an article that first came out in 2018, but it was updated this past week. And it's from brides.com. And the title is, what is manimony and how does it affect women? And the gist of this is, let's uh, let's say, nothing can make a man turn into a rabid feminist faster than manimony, the nickname that's popped up over the last 10 years for the rise in alimony payments made to men. Women paying out huge sums of money to exes used to be something we only saw among the rich and famous. Da-da-da-da-da. And, the, and a lot of women don't like it. Somehow it feels backwards. But even though it might give us a knee-jerk reaction, is it really wrong? I feel so conflicted, Andrea, a woman who was faced with making alimony payments during divorce mediation, told Elle magazine. On the one hand, I wanted to be like, sorry, it's not my job anymore to support your lifestyle. On the other hand, if a man was speaking of his wife that way, we'd be like, what an asshole. <laughs> Which, to be fair, we would. <laughs> We would be thinking that. No, mm. no. Uh oh. <laughs> I, I, well, I can see us. Go on. <laughs> um, and she's not alone. A lot of women feel torn when asked to pay alimony. Does alimony paid out to men present a gray area where our sense of equality falters? Uh, let's see. Da 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 da. In 1979, the idea, ideology of alimony shifted. While struggling to make alimony payments, one man challenged the idea, and the court took his side. The old notion that generally 
It is the man's primary responsibility to provide a home and its essentials can no longer justify a statute that discriminates on the basis of gender. Uh, this is, I get to say this article is grammatically, there's a ton of typos in this, in this article. Justin Brennan ruled in Orr versus Orr saying that alimony was to be based on financial need and must be gender neutral. And while that seems fair, it's important to remember that these celebrations of equality were largely one-sided in the 70s. Women earned less and had lower standards of living on their own. Okay. Oh, in the 70s, did they? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What so a time far, to be alive. What a, what a time to be alive. Uh, so what are your thoughts so far? Um, I don't know a lot about divorce law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I... I I don't I don't know how fair these proceedings usually go down mm-hmm. but I I do believe that if you are the spouse receiving alimony we're not we're not doing manimony here mm-hmm. <laughs> if you are the spouse receiving alimony regardless of gender I think you ought to have to prove that you should be getting it. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I mean is if you've put your career on hold in service of the marriage and now the marriage is over and because of you putting your career on hold, you can't either can't support yourself or um, can't support yourself and your kids without uprooting them and so on and so forth. Well, then I think alimony is fair regardless of gender. Mm -hmm. Um. Where I think alimony is stupid <laughs> is uh, when you have two people who um, are able to support themselves and one just doesn't want to because they haven't had to. Right. Yes. I agree with you on that. Yeah. That, and that's, yeah, I feel like, look, if there are children involved and, you know, the the spouse that earns less who has the primary care of the primary, you know, um, care of the children and they can't work because they have to take care of the kids, then yeah, absolutely. They should be getting paid. No question. Right. And I kind of look at alimony, um, in practice at least as like, it's supposed to fill in the gap, right? Like I don't, I don't personally know any women who are divorced and receiving alimony who are like, living high on the hog you know what i mean like they're Mm. they're getting by (laughs) because of alimony right like the alimony has meant that they didn't have to move didn't have to sell their house didn't have to take their kids out of the school district that's it uh well here's the thing upper east side of manhattan and i can tell you right now that i'm friendly with women on the upper east side of manhattan in their late 40s early 50s and they don't really work and they all live in apartments <laughs> that, um, yeah, they all live in nice apartments and they, you know, their kids are grown and out of the house. And, uh, yeah, you can be sure that they're, they're able to support themselves because they're living somewhere that the husband, ex-husband paid for or bought. Right. You know, like that's, it's, I, I don't know here. I mean, I see a lot of women that, that benefit from alimony. I and I think it's fine to benefit from alimony. I think it's fine to benefit right? too, but I'm talking like they don't have kids at home, or if they do, the kids are like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, and I don't yeah. know. I don't. 
I don't know. Well, I guess the first thing I maybe should have said in regard to the subject of alimony is if you if we are talking about this kind of money, um, why don't you have a prenup? Yeah, prenup should be like standard these days. Standard. I, like I don't, I don't understand, and and this, and like I'm, I don't, I don't. Know. This is going to be unpopular for me to to say this of these women in this article, but like, why don't you have a prenup? Yeah, <laughs> if you make that much more than your husband, why don't you have a prenup? Yeah, I don't understand if alimony is even in play. I guess it's possible that, you know, when they got married, their salaries were more equal, right? Or like maybe one person's career really took off in an unexpected way. But I don't really think that happens all that much. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think, I don't think most people are that lucky, you know? Yeah. Let me, let me continue reading this. Women tend to not, tend not to resent the money aspect. It's everything else. Yes, they do. (laughs) Okay, hold on. As Marie Claire explains, Helf and Meyer cites the resentment among her successful female clients who insist that even as they tended to their demanding careers, fielding calls at all hours, working weekends, they still managed to, as she put it, do everything when it came to the kids in the household. Good luck finding a male exec who could rattle off the names of his kids, teachers, coaches, and pediatricians the way mom can, even as mom runs a multi-million dollar business. And that's the real problem. When alimony was something that was only given to women, it was because men were the financial hub of the relationship. It was understood that the women were responsible for everything in the domestic sphere, not having to participate in the workforce as well. So giving some financial remuneration, is that a word? It's supposed to be remuneration, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So, So giving some financial remuneration felt like the equivalent of compensation women for the, this is what I mean. It felt like oh, the equivalent yeah, compensation of women. <laughs> compensating women for the work they had been doing within the home with childcare and later on making up for a career they had sacrificed. But, yeah. but when a woman is the financial powerhouse behind a relationship and takes care of the cleaning and children and remind you that it's your mother's birthday in two weeks and don't go with the pink roses this year because she hates them. It's hard to imagine what she's compensating her ex for. Rather than it feeling like a payoff that makes up for something, it feels like rewarding someone for doing too little. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't that, I mean, doesn't that, that happens. I mean, I kind of feel like women don't really understand that that men go through this all the time. This is how it used to be for men. Right. Right. So like, this is just how it is. And obviously the, you know, until the laws change, this is how it is. And women are acting like, I just can't like, why should I give them the money when I'm the one doing all this? I can guarantee you the men are saying, why should I give them the money when I'm the one busting my ass working 80 hours a yeah. week? Yeah. It's the same thing. It's the right? same I mean, thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this kind of, now I do, I do think that the women are, I think they have more right to be angry than the men because I totally believe that in these households there is an unequal division of of labor. Yeah, I, I totally that. get yeah. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but let's not let's not pretend that it's not about the money because it is. Right. It is absolutely it's about, about the money. money. Sure. So I don't feel like giving him my money because I work for it. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But in that case, get a fucking prenup and stop your whining. <laughs> Yeah. Because this is how it's been forever. And this is what men, and, and look, I'm not saying feel bad for the men. 
I'm not saying that. I'm saying this is how it's always been. And we've been, and here we go. It's we, we benefited from this. We like something until we don't benefit from it. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like going out on a date <laughs> and well, why should I pay? Cause you fucking drank the, you drank the drinks, the drinks, you yeah. ate the food. <laughs> That's why you should pay. And women feel resentful of that. <laughs> so this, it's kind of similar here where women are like, wait a minute. I don't like this equality thing. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't really know enough about this whole sphere to know how fair this ever shakes out, but it is difficult for me to feel sad for anyone in a position to pay alimony, male or female. If you're paying alimony, you can afford it. Right. Get a prenup. The end. The end scene. (laughs) All right. Final thoughts. Get a prenup, everybody. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well, not everybody, but get a prenup if you're rich. For sure. Right. And especially if only one of you is rich. Yes. Okay. Moving on. Um, We got another letter. Mm -hmm. Very excited. So the question, the letter we received uh, is from, hold on. Her name is Audrey. Hello, Audrey. And she says, hello. Hi, Kristen and Sarah. I recently moved to an urban city with a much better dating pool than the city I was in before. I feel like I am starting my dating life over from scratch because this dating pool is very different from the last one. I restarted my match profile a a few months ago after a year long hiatus, but was disappointed to find that my options were underwhelming. I have gone out on a few dates with different men, but not feel we were a match. Two of the men turned out to be very conservative and traditional and not just in line with my values. Not many other men on Match have piqued my interest, and I'm starting to wonder if I chose the right platform. I've thought about downloading Tinder, but I haven't been on there recently, and I'm not sure how much it is has changed. Ages ago, I had an OkCupid account, and I'm also wondering if that would be worth my time. Should I rule out Bumble? I've never tried that one. Dating is difficult for me because I'm in school to become a parian. Help me. Perinatologist? And don't have much time for a social life. Also, most of the men here work in tech and I feel like maybe they don't want to date me because I will probably move away from my residency and then again for my fellowship. So I like online dating because it gives me more options that I wouldn't necessarily have in real life. I would love to hear your thoughts and recent experiences because I don't want to base my decisions off of my past experiences with the apps. Thank you. Okay. So Audrey, first of all, I want to commend you for acknowledging that in the time since you've used these apps, things have changed and that Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily the same. And so it's not, it's probably not accurate to compare experiences. So I think that's great. Very few people understand that. Um, Match.com, Match.com and Tinder and Bumble. I happen to think they're all the same. I no longer, it used to be, well, you go with the paid sites because Almost everything now is free to use unless you want to upgrade and pay okay. $20 a month or $10 a month to be able to, you know, go backwards or to see who liked you or whatnot. So the first thing I would say to do is pay for it. Pay for those upgrades, pay to be able to see who liked you because that who liked you section, that's your gold mine. That's where you should focus. I have said this over and over and over again, that just shooting off messages to people. Not that that's a thing these days, 
but all this cold calling and just, you know, swiping and matching, it's, it's not really working. The best thing to do is to go to the list of people who have, who have swiped yes on you and, and go from there because the interest has already been initiated. So you have a more concentrated, you have a more targeted market, so to speak. And so you're going to want to see those people. Uh, as far as the um, the tra- traditional versus conservative, you're going to find them on any platform. Uh, and now, thankfully, Bumble, you should use Bumble because Bumble allows you to screen based on uh, political affiliation. Nice. nice. Whereas Tinder doesn't. Mm. And right. Time. So it's very important if you are going to use Tinder, put in your profile, uh, you know, such and such, you know, liberal, don't say anything like Trumpers, you know, swipe left. Don't say anything like that. Just state um, liberal, boom, done. That's it. Yeah. Okay. And so that people, when they do read your profile, because they won't read it initially, they'll read it only if you match more than likely. They'll see that liberal and they might unmatch you, but that's only because they didn't read it the first time. And now it's it's self-selection, right? It's a great way to weed people out. Mm-hmm. So if they unmatch you, great. Uh, <clears throat> obviously, pay attention to all the bios and read it because these days, I, and I tell this to everybody, you have to put your political affiliation. You, ha- you have to. These days, it's just, it's too volatile. You know, yeah. I, who wants to go out on a date and find out that the person you're dating, that your, your values don't align. Oh, right. Man. Only Mandy Statmiller. <laughs> Dog killer. No one else. <laughs> Only Mandy's. Wait a minute. I, I am going to break from, no, we'll go back to this. This is, I'm not going to, this, this is Audrey's time now. So yeah. Audrey, go where the people are. And that means use the dating apps. And I would say sign up for all of them. Honestly, sign up for all of them. Uh, I mean, not like Zeus or any of those, but I'm talking about the more mainstream popular ones. Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, OkCupid. I got to say Match, didn't we, wait a minute, didn't we just have a story recently that Match.com got sued because they were using the profiles of scammers in their advertising, which isn't necessarily Match.com's fault. Because I think that's more of a, uh, they call profiles based on data, like based on, okay, you know, take a profile that has this many views or that gets this many messages or this many responses. So it's not that Match.com is aware that these profiles are scammers. The pro- whatever program they have to populate fields in a, in a newsletter is what's pulling those profiles. But I do think that this has become so common now romance scams that dating apps and dating sites absolutely need to be more vigilant. Uh, yeah. Well, that would be great if they right. were. It would be yeah. great if they were, <laughs> but it's just, it's, it's too common now. And I think I told you I used hinge and I was on there for an hour in an hour. I came across two scammers. And, yeah. And one of them, I can remember, I wrote a post about this and and a woman wrote in response that I was like crazy, but the guy was good looking and he responded like, I liked him and that like, I liked one of his photos. He was, he matched with me immediately. Now, right there, you know, something's up because that's not, Mm. 
too good good to be true. We're talking within two minutes. He also had a professional headshot, as I recall. No, that that was one guy. We're talking about the other one. Who looked a little bit more. Are we talking about the guy who claimed he didn't know what Scream was? Yes. (laughs) And so he, so how was your night? And I said, oh, great. I just finished watching Scream. He's like, oh, that's great. You know, I was just looking for a, a Netflix for a movie to watch. Great recommendation. And he said, is it a good movie? And I said, Scream? I go, you haven't seen Scream? And he's like, no, I've never heard of it before. Bing, bing. You're a fifth yeah. Well, he was, uh, he was much, his speech was much more much more than that. He was like, I have never heard of right. this film. It was very bodish. Uh, someone yeah. who did not speak English as their, as their primary language. But the minute. Right. He, not that that's like. No, not, the, that that, not that that's a criteria you should use to rule right, people out. Because, Unless they sound like they're exactly like, Hey, sometimes you live in it. Like you live in Manhattan, you're surrounded by people who are from all over the world, but you, right. If it's, you know, you want, you want to see clusters. And we found one when this 50 year old man said he'd never heard of the movie scream. I don't give a shit. (laughs) I don't care. And this woman said, you know, I I can't believe that you screened somebody out because of that. Now, mind you, I didn't screen him out just because of that. I mentioned that his no. grammar was bad, that the speech was was like wonky. Yeah. And yes, was. I am going to screen you out if you're 50 years old and you don't, you've never heard of the movie Scream. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, man, you don't have to be some pop yeah. culture aficionado. <laughs> Scream. I was just walking the dog today and I said something about, I don't know what it was. I don't know how the topic came up. And I said, oh, it's like the, oh, it, the dog's name was Sydney. I said, oh, that reminds me. I was just watching Scream for Halloween. And he said, oh, you know, the old school Scream or the new one? I'm like, no, the 25-year-old one. Perfect. Right. Like he was closer to my age. So, yeah. yeah. So in any case, uh, Hinge. Um, can, we, can we go back for a second to what you said at the very beginning, which is that all of these platforms are kind of the same? I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm. I'm just verifying that that is. Is that true? They're all kind of the same in terms of what? How the the functionality? Well, I guess. I guess what I'm. What I'm asking is, you know, last time I used any of these was like a decade ago, and I. I got the sense that, um, they were more geared toward people of certain personality types or traits so like okay cupid was like definitely skewing younger it definitely seemed to have more people who were uh left-leaning or liberal um whereas match like seemed to be more like people who were going through their first divorce (laughs) (laughs) um and then there was one there's one that didn't that didn't accept anybody unless you were a christian that's e-harmony yeah like yeah, 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 eHarmony. Yeah, that's the one. Um, <laughs> and so I, I, and like Plenty of Fish, I remember was just like, it was like the online equivalent of like going to Walmart at yes. 3 a.m. <laughs> like, you're not going to see anything you like <laughs> here. Just move on. Right. Um, but are they all the same? Uh, well, I mean, Plenty of Fish, I don't even think has an app, does it? I, I haven't heard. I don't know. Right now, what people use now are Bumble, Tinder, Hinge, and OkCupid. Those are the four main ones. Match, people still use it. I don't know why, because I think Match.com, you know, again, all of these platforms, too, they're just filled with dead profiles. 
that yeah i had i had one date thanks to match and this guy i mean i'm generalizing now based on my one date but i went home and canceled my account (laughs) because this guy was divorced and he was like really angry with me and suspicious yeah those he was like why are you on this date with me right but all of these guys (laughs) all like that you you can meet that on on any of these apps so audrey sure Go where the people are. So that means the dating apps. Uh, OkCupid, I would I would use OkCupid because it has a traditional dating profile and you can learn more about somebody. And I think that's I I, I use OkCupid. I like I, that's where I met Don, and I like it because of the profile. Maybe I'm just too old school. I don't know, but. Well, I am too, but that's where I met my husband right. as well. So, so I like OkCupid. I think they've completely fucked up their platform in terms of, you know, they, they basically, you have to pay. You have to pay to see who likes you. And again, oh, you got to do okay. it. Pay to see who likes you because that's the gold mine. So focus on. Yeah, it's probably worth it. How much is Anywhere it? between 14 and 19 a month. Okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, look, nothing, you, you're going to have to pay for it. If you want good service, what were we saying in the beginning? You got to pay for it. You don't have to. You don't tip. have to tip them, <laughs> but you should be paying for it so that you can get the features and you can see your likes. Um, so yes, go to the dating apps, um, and, and don't listen to people who say, "Oh, that app—it's just a hookup app." That's not true. That's what people say because they were bamboozled because they ignored God knows how many red flags. <laughs> Yeah. You know, every single one of them, every single platform is going to have somebody on there that's just looking to get laid or a romance scammer or whatnot. So I, I do think that they're pretty interchangeable now with the exception that Tinder doesn't allow you to filter by uh, political affiliation or really by anything. Like Tinder really is kind of basic. Although I do have to say I did match with a 37 year old hunky fireman, like my buck from nine one one. I unmatched him. But anyway, <laughs> I, I mean, it was fun. It fun while it lasted. Uh, so use the dating apps. Uh, what's the other one? What was the other question that she had? Uh, two of them, did it? Oh, it was about um, people maybe be, being hesitant because she's going to have to move away for residence. Right. What? I don't think that's a thing. I uh, see that. I don't know. That sounds like more your area. I don't think that's a thing. Um, so if they work in tech, they can work anywhere. You know what I mean? So if you have to go somewhere, uh, for work and they can work anywhere, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see that being a deterrent. Yeah. I think that's something that, um, broad generalization alert, just, just so that people can, you know, um, broad generalization alert. (laughs) Uh, I think that's more of a, of a fear for women than men. I don't think men really uh, are that afraid. Like, I think women are very afraid of, oh, and then he's just going to leave. I don't know that men think that way. Hmm. Do you disagree? Well, I wasn't, um, I wasn't thinking of it that way. I, I thought she was saying like, they're not going to want to move with her. It hadn't occurred to me that she was thinking that maybe they were afraid that, you know, she would just up and leave. But I, I think both are, I mean, both are valid. Right. I think what she's um, saying is. Well, I just don't think, I don't think they're actual deterrents in this case. In this case, right. I don't think they're actual deterrents. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, I would love to hear your thoughts and recent experiences because I don't want to be. My recent experiences are uh, hinges full, hinge and match are full of romance scammers. So you have to be vigilant. Bumble, tons of dead profiles. Yeah. Same with Tinder, tons of dead profiles. Okay, cute. And this is the thing. Okay, Cupid. Okay, Cupid's full of scammers too. And you know that. The th- <laughs> Look, if they're using a dating app and it's a scammer, let me tell you something. They're going to say as little as possible because they don't want to give themselves away. That's true. And something that I liked about Okay, Cupid, which is hopefully still true, is if you wanted to, you could you could produce a wall right. of text. And uh, that's very informative. Right. <laughs> that's why I say stick. I like okay. Cupid. I, the b- better dates I've had have been from okay. Cupid. I have to be honest and say, yeah. I've never had a date date from Tinder or Bumble. My, all my dates okay. have been from okay. Cupid. My sex dates, like, why don't you yeah. come over and we'll have sex? Tinder. Boop. Tinder. That's what, and here I am all saying, right. but it's not a hookup app. It's, it's whatever you want it to be. All of these apps are whatever you want it to be. And the point I'm saying is every single app has its deterrence. Every single app is going to have a romance, romance scammers. Every single app is going to have a ton of dead profiles and we could be like just a little nudge and we can focus on all the shitty things or we could say, okay, here's the deal. This is what, this is what the situation is like now. Go into it knowing that. So that when it happens to you, you don't internalize it and yeah. just keep going. And, and my, the, the best thing I can say to somebody is don't quit. Don't go on your dating breaks. Don't go to forums where it's just a butt, like Reddit, where everyone's just fucking whining about how nothing works. <laughs> Stay away from them. Yeah. Stay away from them because nothing's working for them because I'm telling you right now, they're doing something wrong. They're, or their expectations are yeah, out of place. They're ignoring their, their expectations are out of whack. So I would say go everywhere, pay the fees so that you can see your likes, focus on your likes, swipe those people, read the bios. If the bios sound stilted, uh, and if you do engage in conversation, again, be vigilant, pay attention. If something seems off, I'm telling you it is. And that's what the unmatched feature mm-hmm. is for. Don't get like, sc- don't get screwed in the head because someone unmatched you in the middle of a conversation. That is the norm. I'm not saying it's right, but it, it is what it is. And you have to go into that knowing that uh, people's accountability now, it's just, it's gone. And that has, you know, that has spilled over into so many other aspects of dating. We had a speed dating event the other night and this group of four women signed up and I'm all, anytime I see a group, I think, Oh fuck. I get really nervous because we always get burned. And sure enough, you know, we had nine women and 11 men signed up. Nine of the men show up and there's four women out of nine. And I thought, now that's a very high no show rate. You know, our no show rates, maybe yeah. like 10%, 12%. So I go into the database and I look at the registrations and I see this group of four because they weren't there. They were the ones that weren't there. And the address was all the same. And the address was from New Jersey. And I thought, oh, maybe they're driving in. Maybe they're stuck in traffic. Let me call them. So I call and the woman answers and she says, you know, this is so-and-so and and it's the woman's name. And I said, hi, you know, you signed up for a speed dating event. And, And she said, what? And I could tell she was at a bar. And I said, you signed up for a speed dating event. She's like, uh... 
I, I don't think so. And I said, is your name, you, you, your name is this. You answered by saying your name is this. And she said, yeah. um, <laughs> no, I, I think, I think someone's just playing a trick on me. And I go, okay. Cause I knew right then I'm like, because I had also done a search in my emails for the name. And sure enough, I knew that she, she was a previous customer and she had registered with the same friend. So I knew I'm like, lady, you're, you're, you, I, I know I, I can see you. You're screwing me over here. <laughs> so I hang up with her and the off chance I was wrong. And the off chance it really was the wrong person. I started calling the other women listed and every single one yeah. went right into voicemail after the first ring. Now that now keep in mind, we send texts out in the morning and say, please tell us if you cannot make it, this is crucial. It affects our gender ratio. Please tell us. Do you think she did? No. And that lack of accountability, no. it's everywhere and it spills over into real life. But it's certainly there yeah. with now with it's worse than it's ever been before with dating apps and online dating. Where people go ahead. But the good news is that goes both ways, right? I mean, that means for Audrey that she can unmatch someone mid-conversation. Right, right. exactly. Without you? Exactly. And that's why I, I always roll my eyes when people complain about stuff like that, because I just want to go, you know as well as I do, you've done it. You've done it. So what are you bitching yeah. about? So use all the platforms. Pay for it. Pay attention to the people who like you and swipe on those people. Read the bios. Anybody that doesn't have a bio, blow them off. Forget it. If they're serious about it, they'll fill out a bio. Period. Um, do the use the search criteria, the search features, so that only the people, only your type, come up. Especially in Bumble, that's very helpful because it it rules out everybody else. Uh, what else? People have there's a lack of accountability these days, and just understand that and try not to personalize it. But the thing that I'm going to say, and I wrote this this week, is to m- compensate for the frustration because there will be frustration. To compensate for that, you need to start doing things that make you feel good about yourself. And, and, you know, that's part of the reason why I'm walking the dogs. The dogs make me happy. The dogs return my attention and my affection. You need to be going out and doing things like that. And it it, it doesn't have to be like, you know, look, you don't have to go to a hospital and be a candy striper. Do something like, oh, I'm going to take this class or I'm going to start a project at home or I'm going to start a book or do something that makes you feel good about yourself, that distracts you, that reminds you of just how fucking great you are. Go work out, like start a workout program. You know, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to build up that I run, you know, three miles at least three nights a week and achieve that goal. Set little, small, attainable goals and then achieve them. And then you're going to feel great about yourself. And you do this to offset the 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 beating, quite frankly, that your self esteem might take. Yeah, she might not even have to add in that much to her life because it sounds like pretty she's busy. Pretty busy, right? <laughs> it sounds like school right. already. Like but definitely do thing, little things so. for yourself that are also sort of. I hate. To, I really hate the word self care, but you really do. Uh, I just think online dating. I think it's it can be so damaging to people if you are, aren't feeling totally confident. You know, if you are easily triggered the way I am, I'm very easily triggered. I have to be really careful and I have to know what my limits are. Like, okay, I'll send out two messages or if I'm, you know, I'll swipe yes on, you know, three guys and that's it. You know, know your limits. 
and 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 just yeah. pay attention to them and know what's going to what's going to trigger you. And just at the end of the day, know that they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting a one-dimensional representation of you. Uh, do you feel that was helpful? Am I like, am I overlooking anything? Did I simplify it? I don't think you're overlooking anything, but Audrey, you're looking to write write us us back back. (laughs) and uh, we went a little over today, but that's okay. This was a good show. I'm very excited. This is going to be one of those shows I listened to like five times. All right, people. Follow us on everything. Womenology pod. Join the mailing list, mailing list at womenologypod.com. Rate us five stars on iTunes. Uh, Patreon. We're working on Patreon. We're getting there. I'm, I apologize to anybody who has been a Patreon, you know, trying to get this up and running. Things have been crazy, crazy busy. I've pledged to make this a priority in the next couple of weeks, but be keeping, be watching out. Sarah, do you have anything for us? Yeah. Um, Make time for self-care. Oh, you're an <laughs> oh, one thing before we go, I do want to recommend a, a podcast that I've been listening to uh, called... Okay. Hold on. Three Spooky Girls. Hold oh. on. They're on Instagram. I follow them on Instagram. It, it They're called Three, Three Spooked Girls, and it's paranormal stuff. And, you know, this is Halloween. I really like it. I like the two hosts. They're a hell of a lot better than morbid. Anyway, uh, follow them. <laughs> they if you criticize them, I'm sure they won't attack you on social media. And I like them because the stories are genuinely creepy, and they're told in a way that I don't know that will creep you out. If I listen to the paranormal stuff because I like to be scared. So yeah, Sarah, nothing. Anything else? Yeah. Nothing. We're good. Well, I had a, I had a podcast recommendation um, that I think hit the cutting room floor, um, which was history is gay. <laughs> yeah. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's uh, two hosts um, who talk about people and um, people and or um, like concepts <laughs> from history that are gay. And sometimes you knew that they were gay and sometimes you never no. even thought about it, but um, it's very informative, very well researched. Uh, the hosts are very likable, uh, which is important yeah. for women. <laughs> very and important. I would recommend it. All right, yeah. guys, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back. Uh, we'll be back next week. Sarah, talk to you soon. Yes. Bye. All right. Bye.